John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, it's me, Edward Allen Peterson. Oh, hi, Ed. It's me, John Frederick Kiltica. It's the High Game Podcast. It is the High Game Podcast from beautiful West Seattle, Washington, Ed. We talk about guitars. We do talk about guitars. We talk about amps, pedals, a little bit. We cover a broad swath of the audio landscape. Oh, man, that's pretty good. Broad swath of the audio landscape. Let me throw this out into the universe, yeah. John. I want us to start doing amps. I think you have mentioned that. I am in agreement. Okay. Ed and I discovered that neither of us really know shit about amps. Yeah. And when you go listen to people talking about amps or read articles, I don't know about you listeners. Yeah. But I get confused within like the first two seconds. Yeah. So what if we were to start covering amps from a complete dum-dum perspective? Oh. We can't be the only ones out there. That's got to be our kind of specialty. I was trying to read about class A versus class AB, and there's something about the amplitude of the peaks and the valleys, and is the tube doing work on both the up and the down? We're going to take the hit for you. Are we? We can interpret it mm. and then dumb oh. it down to our own level. Perfect. And we can't be the only ones that find that useful. <laughs> wow. Well. Useful.
I would love for us to be able to simplify it so much that people say, wow, I've heard that for years. I never knew what it was. Oh, that would be great. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice because I read a big, long primer on class A amps and what a class A amp means. And I do not understand. Exactly. So let's see if we can be the people to divine that, figure it out. Dumb it down for the rest of us. Like us. Yeah. For better or for worse, somewhere along the line, we staked out the territory. Yeah. That's not about being the super geeks. Yeah. Misinformation. Questionable facts. Grain of salt. So amps, let's do that, John. Let's do it. You know what we should do today? What? We should talk about guitars. Okay. Beverages. Ed. What'd you think of that? Cool chords, kind of hybrid-y, kind of finger-picking thing going on with the play in there. That was pretty good. I have been experimenting more uh-huh. with learning the different voicings of chords. Yeah. And I did that learning on this here Hagstrom mm-hmm. Viking One hollow body guitar. It's that 335 semi-hollow kind of shape. Not many humbuckers, not P90s. They're single coil. Single coil, but like wider. Yeah. Dot inlays. Bound neck, bound body, top and bottom. Yep. Van Gent tuning machines. I don't know anything about yeah. that. Have we ever talked about Van Gent tuning machines? Probably the last time we talked about Hagstrom. That would have been... Long time ago. Long ago. So we're due, and this is going to be an exciting and refreshing update. Okay. Pre-buy or deny? What's your gut? I think my gut is deny, and it's purely the Gibson-style body and then the Fender-style headstock. What's the Fender model that kind of looks like this? Uh, The Coronado? Yeah. It weirds me out when they're six on a side and a 335 body. Well, let's see what we can do about that. Yeah. What are you drinking? Oh, I've got a crow mug and a cup of coffee. Yeah, you do. And I've got, you know, (laughs) the Huel protein shake. Yep. What are you drinking? I've got coffee too. Okay. And... We've established that I like the refreshing, snappy beverages, Mm. so I have a fever tree ginger beer. Great. Yeah. Last week, you had a ginger juice. That you made for me. Yes. So this week, little ginger soda kind of thing. Produced in the UK, Ed. I wonder how they're doing. I wonder if there's any supply chain issues getting out of the non-EU. Gee, I don't know. That beverage is an arm length away from you to your left yes and your coffee is an arm length plus away from you to your right way over there this is how people like me get their exercise (laughs) i see it's arm day yeah it's just like oh oh, man man. you got it that right arm yeah okay i thought ed 
Mm. Since we're doing a Hagstrom here, and it's been so long since we've done a full-on Hagstrom. Are we going to talk about Swedish stuff today? Yeah. Oh, great. Isn't that cool? I'm stoked. You want to go to Sweden? I love it over there. Yeah. I mean, I've never been. Hey, we heard back from our man Mike Denial of Liar Thief Bandit Yeah. over there in Sweden. Uh-huh. When we were talking about Gothenburg, and I was teaching you the Swedish pronunciation of that city. Gothenburg? Göteborg? What? Exactly. I said, if anybody's out there in Sweden, let me know how I did. And? Mike Denial says the pronunciation was impeccable. Impeccable. I think he might have said pretty good, but I'm not sure he liked your stab at it. What do you mean? I don't know. Did he say that specifically? I'm pretty sure that's what he was getting at. Say it again? You're Taboya. You're Taboya. I'm like a parrot. I did an exact mimicry of what you just said. We're doing great. People are going to be stoked yeah. on this one. So Sweden. Yeah, our man Albin. Oh, yeah, I remember Albin this. Hagstrom, you yep. remember him? Yep. He's born in Orsa, Sweden in 1905. What's he up to? What's Albin up to? Oh, yep. you know, he's probably doing stuff. Oh. We lost him. We lost him. 1905 to... Oh, oh, oh we're going to guess? Okay, oh. when did we lose Albin? I would say we lost Albin in 1986 in a fishing accident. Because he's Swedish? It's a fishing accident? Yeah, like Swedish fish and stuff. <laughs> 81 years old. I think he was 81 years old. I'm sorry, Ed. No? He was 46. Oh. 1952. Oh. Sepsis. That's like where you get a cut, like from deadlifting a barbell. Yes, and then it gets infected. Yeah. And then the infection... Goes into your blood. Yeah, that's not good. But while he was still around... Yeah. He started learning how to play the accordion as a child. He was very good at it, and he loved it. Probably when Albin is banging out the accordion, that's like big tech. Cool, cool stuff, right? Back then? Yeah. 1920s or whatever? Oh, my gosh. So he grows up playing this thing. Mm -hmm. In 1925, Albin says, I'm going to start importing accordions and try selling them here in Sweden. Okay. So he does. He starts importing them from places like Germany and Italy. We know those guys are nutty for the accordions. Oh. And he's doing pretty well. People are starting to buy them. Mm -hmm. So it looks like Albin in 1925, he's got himself maybe a career. Who knows? Yeah. I imagine accordions are not cheap. I imagine accordions are one of those instruments that's, even today, very expensive. I've got a guess at that, too. Yeah. But Albin encounters supply issues. Coming from Germany and Italy, I'll bet those cats are like, oh, yeah, sorry, Albin, uh, we're going to be delayed. So in light of these difficulties getting the stuff into the country mm -hmm. to sell, Albin makes the decision, man, i got to figure out a way to manufacture them here. But he doesn't really know how to make accordions. He just figures, man, this importing from other countries is a pain in the ass. I need to figure out how to do it here. Uh, you know what's hard? What? Getting this thing shipped from somewhere. You know what seems real easy? Making it from scratch. That seems like the way to go. Well, he figured out something. He hired two Italian dudes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, Maybe sure. they're like, sure, I'll come to Sweden. Why not? And so he does it. He sets up an elf doll in Sweden. Okay. Hagstrom is now founded, rocking the accordions. 1925? By the time he gets up and running, it's 32 to 35. It takes him like 10 years. Not a good time. No end of bad stuff is a coming. Totally. But he's not worried. Oh, no. He is so optimistic, Ed. I love this guy. That he thinks, I'm going to New York. New York City. New York City. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring the Hagstrom name to America. People are going to go nuts. Okay. I guess I'm going to need an office. He gets one in Rockefeller Center. Oh. You can't just bring over a bunch of accordions. You're going to need like an office. You're going to need sales dudes. You're going to need managers. You're going to need advertising. He goes over to the U.S. to set up all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. We're ready. I can go back to Sweden and start sending accordions over. Sweet. Except it's not sweet. Oh, no. This was 1939. The whole thing needs to be scrapped because of World War II. Right. The plans to launch put on hold indefinitely. The Nazis are targeting accordion boats specifically. If the Nazis find out you're hauling accordions, it's over. Sayonara. Yeah. To add insult to that injury for Albin, Mm -hmm. the dudes he had hired to launch the business and do all that stuff, they disappeared. With his money? With his money. Oh, cool. Albin's got nothing. Classic New Yorker guys. Those Americans. Yeah. Yeah, they took all his dough. It's very unsurprising to me that the Americans robbed the dude. (laughs) I find that very spot on. I don't know, dude. I'm going to go to another country, make a plan, and give a whole bunch of dudes money to execute it. But I'm not going to stick around to make sure it gets done. And then done. leave. I'm going to leave. Right. War or no war, what's to keep them from walking with my dough? Maybe we are approaching this from an American mindset. Well, of course they're going to rob the guy because that's what Americans do. Where if you're a Swedish guy, maybe you think, oh, I'm going to trust these people because of course I can trust people. Maybe in Sweden, you go into a business agreement with a partner and you give them money and the partner does the thing and doesn't go out of his way to take your money and rob you. Your word is as good as your accordions. Right. In Sweden. Yeah. In the U.S.? Mm, Uh, You know? Back in Sweden, anyway, he Mm -hmm. picks himself up. Sure. Dusts himself off. And business continues. I got my Italian dudes. Let's make some accordions and dig our way out of this hole. Sure. In the 40s and into the 50s. Post-World War II. They're banging them out trying to dig out of the hole. Okay. And they did wonderfully. By 1953? Yeah. They had built 15,000 accordions. That seems like a good number. They even started accordion schools. Hey, you want to learn how to play accordion? Come here and get one of our accordions. We'll teach you. I think it's similar to like in the U.S. when the Hawaiian music got big. All sure. of a sudden, there were schools. Buy this lap steel and this little tiny amp, and we'll give you lessons. It's not a scam. No. It's a little feeder program. So they had these... Accordion schools? Well, they're teaching, but also selling. Are they stores or schools or both? Let's call them centers. Oh. So Hagstrom had these places mm-hmm. all over Sweden. One of the last times I was there, I saw one. They still have them. Hey, look at that. Eggstrom. Huh. Pretty cool. When you're over in the motherland. The motherland, yeah. Yeah. Was that lovely? It was great. You should go back. Well, we're just waiting for our friends in Malmo, mm-hmm. in Liar Thief Bandit, mm-hmm. to invite us to sleep on their couch, I think. I don't know what's stopping them. Is it something we did? Maybe they've wised up to trusting Americans. Those guys. That's why. Well, so then we've already discussed how in 1952, Albin dies of sepsis. Mm. Mm. Shortly after that, his son, Carl Eric. Carl Eric, yes. He steps in and he picks it up. I'm picturing Carl Eric, born 1926. Something like that. So have we lost Carl Eric? I believe we have. That's not a pre-dawn. No, no, we we did. We lost him. 
but he was running the show. Yeah, he picked it back up, and he's the one that made the fateful decision. Hey, guys, who wants to make guitars? He looked around, and everybody in the accordion factory was probably like, sure. I imagine making a guitar, the levels of difficulty. If you can make an accordion, you can bang out a guitar. They're probably like, a guitar? How many strings does it have? <laughs> yeah, sure, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have to make the strings? No. Someone will do that for... Great. Yeah. The cool part was that when they first started, late 50s, what was happening? Les Paul. So let's make them like the Les Paul shape, single cutaway, and let's use as much of the material as we have lying around anyway to do it. And that's when you get all those Hagstrom guitars with the chrome and the buttons and the sparkles. Oh, because <laughs> oh, it's all the stuff from the accordions? Yeah, and the perloid. Sure. Maybe they thought there was continuity in design there or something. Yeah. Successful enough in any event that by 1970, Hagstrom stopped making accordions altogether. Okay. Let's hear this thing. This is as bridgy as it goes. You got the 81 on? Let's go as necky as we can get. I'm not in love with these pickups. I'm not the hugest pickup connoisseur. They're definitely not hot. I would say. That sounds cool. The pog makes everything better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the output on these is a lot lower. Yeah, I mean, it's a hollow body kind of thing. Like, you're probably right. not looking for screaming hot pickups in this kind of guitar. Yeah. I don't know if you'd want to replace these or get them rewound or just deal with it. Yeah, like play a little louder. Yeah. It has a bolt-on neck. Okay. You mentioned that you thought it was similar to the Coronado. I think you're right. Yeah. I think it was kind of in that same line. They're probably pretty contemporary. About the same time. This is a 1967. Oh, okay. The Viking itself, the model, was introduced in 65. I was thinking this was like late 50s. But Hagstrom wasn't done. No. There would be a Viking 2. They made a lot of models. A lot of stuff that surprisingly took off. Okay. In 1968, who was rocking? A Hagstrom Viking, probably the most visible example that you could see. Elvis? Elvis's 1968 comeback special. Yeah, black leather. Black leather, red Viking. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty famous. Huh. They also developed a eight-string bass, the world's first. Okay. Noel Redding played that all the time with Jimi Hendrix. That comeback special, Elvis and that Viking too, just that image is really killer he's wearing black with the red guitar and then the background is red with black silhouettes of people dancing that looks rad the solid body hagstroms very popular with people like frank zappa mm. 
who appeared in advertisements with it. The necks on these are super duper thin because they developed a thing called the H-Expander Truss Rod, like an I-beam yeah. kind of thing. You can't warp this neck if you tried, which allows them to make it dumb thin. I'm going to hand this over to Ed. Feel how thin that neck is. That's crazy. Ed is now playing. Emoting. How is that? At the high school retreat with Ed. Exactly. That was very nice. They also had the Jimmy. You've got a cat named the Jimmy. Mr. Jimmy. How is Mr. Jimmy? Large and in charge. He likes cardboard. He likes cardboard quite a bit. That's cool. He likes Cheetos. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he into the hard ones or the puffy Cheetos? Uh, He likes both. If you put two in front of him and he could only have one. I think he would eat both of them. (laughs) The Jimmy was similar to this, but a thicker jazz box designed by Jimmy DeQuisto. Oh, we've talked about him. Yeah, you remember the DeQuistos? Yeah. As I mentioned, Ed, the first Viking came out in 1965. Mm. Our example is 1967. But when they came out in 65, how many U.S. dollars, $65, are you paying for one of these things? You are paying 117 U.S. dollars. How many Swedish crowns is that? Uh, that's like 74 Swedish crowns. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> crowns? Kroners? Are kroners and crowns the same thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The abbreviation is S-E-K. Okay. You know what's weird? Mm. Sweden? Mm. Back me up on this, Swedes. They pronounce their acronyms. Really? Like we say S-E-K. Yeah. They say sick. Okay. I got no end of funny side eye when I was there. They have these grocery stores all over the place. It's a chain called mm-hmm. ICA. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go to the ICA and get a beverage. Ha ha ha, he said ICA. Right. They say Ica. Huh. That's not a thing we generally do. I'm trying to think, you know, radar. Yeah. Generally speaking, you don't do that. Yes. Right. Over there, standard operating procedure. SOP. Ah, how are we on that? I was asking you how many sec. $117. 250 bucks. That's over two grand, right? $2,300 in today dollars. I'm pretty happy with my guess of 117 because I thought it was going to be cheaper. I threw them in them trying to compete with kind of the Japanese market of the lower price point. And no, apparently not. I think they were trying to place themselves in the upper tier. Okay. I apologize to all of our Swedish listeners. By the time it was all said and done, yeah. they only made like 9,000 of these from 1965 to 1972. Not long. I wonder with Elvis, was that totally a, this background is going to be red, I'm going to be wearing black, I should have a red guitar, go get me a red guitar? Was Elvis like, I love the Viking, it's red, make this match? In rehearsals for it, as the story goes, yeah. One of the musicians on the show yeah, had the Viking. Elvis saw it, played it, liked it, and asked if he could borrow it. Huh. You know what I couldn't find? What? After the special, did he give it back? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, take it. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, that's way. right. That was recent. Yeah. Yeah, that was a shame. 
You've been to Graceland? I have. Yeah, me too. And I am not ashamed to say it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. The king. Elvis, yes. Yeah, left the building. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or goodbye? Hey, Ed. Yeah. It's made in Sweden. My favorite place. Yes. Elvis Presley even played one. I want to say that's kind of cool. Oh. Pretty cool, Ed. Yeah, it's kind of cool. The Hex Room Viking, mm-hmm. buy or deny. I don't think my opinion changed. Not really. I warmed up to it a lot more than I thought I would. I'm actually like weirdly closer to a buy than I was when we started. What about you? What do you think? I think I'd give it a buy. Yeah. You've got a soft spot for the Hagstroms though, right? I do. And, you know, if I wanted this kind of like hollow body with an electric neck on it in the style of a Fender Coronado. The neck is great. I might as well get a Hagstrom instead. Yep. That is the bar. If you had those two in front of me, I might say Viking too. Well, I didn't manage to change Ed's mind. But nonetheless, I will take all kinds of pictures of this. Sure. Why not? And you, the viewers, make sure to let Ed know if he's made a terrible lapse in judgment or not. Who knows? Yeah. We have had lapses in judgment before. We'll have them again. It's fine. We're learning. We're growing. Right. We're part of the ruinous media network of music-related podcasts. Oh, man, you did it. I was not super confident in the delivery, but, you know, I think I did okay. They can look at the pictures on our Instagram. Sure. And our thehighgain.com. The internet. The interweb. I would normally say just go to iTunes, whatever your podcast app is. But the webpage visually looks kind of cool, just because we've done a lot of guitars. We have done a lot of guitars. Oh, my God. Photos on Instagram. And we should do this next week. Cool. Good job, John. Okay, bye. Bye.